Thank you for listening to Kind of a Church Girl podcast. This is your host, Simone Ashley, and I had such a fun conversation this week. This week, I have one of my closest friends on the show. Her name's Cam. She is the anime girl, and she's going to school me all about what anime is. We talked about 90 Day Fiance. We talked about body positivity. We talked about absolutely everything. I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. So let's get right into it really appreciate you being on this episode i'm excited about this conversation so being here you know you having me because you know i love to talk you know (laughs) you and me both you know we be chopping it up so how are you doing during this quarantine time i'm doing great i mean of course i want to go out and do my i want to go out you know on the weekends do my little flex like i'm used to but other than that like being in the house this is probably something i would have been doing either way like, especially because I just moved, I'm getting adjusted to my new place, I'm decorating. I would have been in here anyway. Now, we were supposed to make our home goods run, but we will do that when we're free because you already yeah. know I'm itching. So, I love me some home goods. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? I'm actually wanting to create an art wall in my room. So, you, I'm definitely going to need your help with that because <laughs> I know you got art going all over your place right now. So, a whole bunch and more to come. So yeah, so I'm going to need definitely help with that. Okay, Cam. So I know that you are into anime. You know, I know absolutely nothing about it. Um, I love your mood board on Instagram. I, you you accidentally revealed yourself, by the way. <laughs> I know. I remember that. <laughs> I enjoy it. But if you can just like talk about what is anime how did you get into loving it so much and what is anime for especially as black females like we talked about like there's like an actual niche so how do you find your tribe of anime people because i like i said anytime i've ever heard somebody loving anime they all know each other somehow like it's yeah. like somehow they're all like so have their friends because yeah. they're kind of finding that that commonality between each other like i had a, somebody i used to talk to um anyways that's what I used to talk to and he was he would talk to me he's like he's like, I just grew up watching anime and I loved it mm-hmm. and I never thought it was like weird he's like people think I'm weird when I say that but for me you know I'm very open-minded I don't think things are weird it's people that have their preferences but why do people why do you think people put on like put the stigma oh you're weird if you are a fan of anime or I don't know, like, that's usually the common thing, especially in America. Now, mm-hmm. I know that in, in, in Japan and Korea, it's, it's a common, right. um, it's, it's a part of the culture. Right. But here, it's like, you have the subset of people that are just diehard fans. So what, what would you say is the, the reason why, I guess, a lot of Americans don't understand that part of it? I think because the oh specifically for anime, you know, um, particularly black people because I, I particularly black oh yeah yeah, yeah because <laughs> I I was watching anime in middle school and I wasn't talking about it and oh, it was okay. and it was because it was like you were definitely weird if you were watching that mm. you were a hundred percent a weird ass kid okay if you were ja- if you were jamming out I say jamming out you say jamming um to an anime opening because I have a few I have an anime anime opening playlist on my phone on soundcloud like if that's what you're if that's what you're into you're a weirdo because i don't know if you've ever like like the naruto run and i don't even watch i don't watch naruto either people hate that too i don't watch any popular shonen like i just don't 
So yeah. he does the run with his like hands behind his back. And that's like the joke. And like the weird kid at school would like run down the hall like shh. Like, but then you would understand yeah, it low key. And it was like, oh, that kid's weird. That kid's weird, man. That kid's real weird. But you like, know exactly what he's doing. I'm like, I know exactly what you're doing though. <laughs> so I'm weird too, but they ain't gonna catch me slipping. But they just out you're just not inwardly weird. Yeah, so I'm just like, okay, cool. And I always kind of I maintained my interest. I just didn't I just, there was something because back then you didn't tell anybody. I think that's just because um maybe how anime was introduced to to america um it was definitely like underrated for a long time the first anime to really be introduced to america was astro boy like not actually good season was that not really a great introduction no no it was a great introduction because no one had ever seen it before like oh, that okay, type so of just... style because technically think it technically in all technicality i know people hate when people say this anime is car a cartoon so me and anime have a long, 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 long history. A deep, like a deep, deep love. And I say that because like the first time I started watching anime, I was four years old. And so that was like 1999. And when I was watching anime, the anime I loved was Sailor Moon. And I say I can remember like so many details from that series because I watched it every single day. My mother would tape it on VHS. And I would just like watch it when I got home. And I know I was so obsessed because I had hairbands and I would throw them at the bag, the metaphorical bad guys that did not exist in the living room. Like I was harassed. And even when we, I would go with my grandmother's and you know, back then it was Blockbuster. Oh my God. It was a video and Blockbuster. Yes. Yes. She would take me to Blockbuster. I would rent, I would get her to rent the same Sailor Moon movies over and over and over again so I could sit in the living room watching it on her TV that was about as big as his laptop. And I was just, you know, being a regular kid, I really forgot what anime was. I wasn't paying no mind to it until I got into middle school and Funimation, which is the one of the um, biggest or if not the biggest Western United States company that focuses on dubbing and subbing anime and presenting it on a platform for um english speaking people yeah is anime different in america and when you when it's when when they dub it and switch it over to so that americans can um digest it in a certain way is it different or is is korean or i don't know if it's just korean but um overseas anime is it more in depth actually okay so <laughs> so okay so if you're like, really i hope you get what i'm i don't know no, yeah i completely get what you're saying um anime is actually predominantly japanese korean okay. anime is just weird to me i've seen some and i'm just like mm, not graphics are weird yeah um but there's this joke i guess in the anime community specifically i know the black anime community is like oh if if you if you talk to a guy and he say he only watch dubs he a dub like <laughs> because because subs is subs is always better as okay. far as getting the getting the um prop now i won't say proper message but getting the most accurate accurate translation subs is always oh, better okay. the dubs i've seen some dubs that they be making united like united states like american references 
like pop culture references. And I'm like, I know they ain't say that. I know they ain't say that. Like, <laughs> and it's real, it's real bothersome. Like, I just finished watching an animal. Well, I didn't finish it, but I started watching. I watched it halfway through the anime Gintama. And Gintama, for my anime people out there, and if you've seen it with the dubs, you know the dubs are horrible. And they're talking about all types of, they reference so many United States pop culture things. And it's like, I know they didn't say that. <laughs> it's a constant. Th- so when the dubs are like that, you know they're horrible. Yeah. But there's some things that are just worth watching. So but back to my point, Funimation had a channel through Verizon File. So it came on, they had a TV, they used to have a TV channel. Now they just have a streaming platform because a whole bunch of places just have a streaming platform now. You know? <laughs> And I would get home and watch that in middle school every single day. I watched Peach Girl. I watched Black Cat. I watched School Rumble. I watched, oh my gosh, I I watched that channel religiously. Salty Rye, like all these animes that people don't talk about, I was obsessed with. And I watched everything. Oran High School Host Club. I was just talking to somebody about this. That anime is amazing and I'm rewatching it right now. So what makes anime amazing though? Like, is it the storyline? Is it the, the just what it looked? The oh, visual graphics, visual graphics. It's a lot of things. So, okay. The the there's different anime types. There's different okay. types of. I don't. There's different genres. There's different styles of and styles of anime. Uh, what makes them good for me is if they can make me laugh. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Even with the subs, like if they can make me laugh, if there's some comedy to it. Cause I don't like to be serious the whole time. The only anime I can watch and be serious the whole time is Attack on Titan. That's, I can talk about Attack on Titan all day. Okay, <laughs> but um, it's definitely, it's definitely, I like some, I like animes that are more adult. I don't like the kitty animes. Okay. I don't like too many, like I can't get into My Hero Academia. I know you MHA lovers out there are going to hate me, but I can't get into it. Um, I can't get into One Piece, and people hate that about me as well. Mm. And I think I like Attack on Titan because it has a grotesque kind of more morbidity to it. Um, oh, if you've yeah. ever, if you ever see it or you ever Google it, you'll know why I said that. And I think that's why I just gravitate towards it because it was a mature and TVMA anime, and I go for the TVMA. I just like adult things. Yeah. Um, whether it's action, shonen, slice of life. Um, shoujo, uh, shoujo is like, uh, but um, for those of you who don't know, shoujo anime is anime that pretty much um, caters to women, and oh. like it's like a romance novel on in a cartoon. Pretty interesting. Much. It's right. It's an interesting <laughs> anime. Interesting place. So yeah, adults yeah. have animes they watch. Kids have animes they watch. Teens have animes they watch because there's so many of them. I, I, as an adult, I, I noticed that, um, I've always had known a part of anime was when you're talking about TV, MA, anime, it can be very, sometimes really risque. Is that something that is like, uh, is that like, like, like raunchy? Yeah. Like, it's like, there's a level of raunchiness to it. Okay. I agree. I, I mean, I mean, to be honest, there's, there's an anime genre called fan service. Mm-hmm. Which is um, mm-hmm. I, I, I pause because <laughs> fan service is is like I've watched enough fan service in my life to know what fan service looks like. My, the first fan service anime I've ever seen was Kiki Kusan, and I thought it was porn. 
And then oh, I wow. grow up and I'm 25 and I look at EKGs. I'm like, this is not. It was like crotch shots, big boobs, like, oh, okay. you know, like schoolgirl, because there's definitely schoolgirl obsession in anime. Yeah. And it was just, it was very raunchy and very rated R, you know? Yeah. And fan service anime pretty much take pick anything crazy that fans like to see. Like, for instance, um, they have this, this this theme of the male protagonist in anime getting his getting his powers from rubbing titties. Stuff like that. You know, it's very like raunchy, risque, crazy. Interesting. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's 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 crazy. Um, the craziest the craziest fan service anime I've ever watched was Inter Something Reviewers. Okay, it's Interspecies Reviewers. That's what it's called. Okay. And they cut it from, they, it was on Funimation. They cut it. They, they cut it and they took it off. It was just too much. And oh, it's because yeah. it was, you're going to think I'm crazy. But the, and it caught my eye because the, the, the cover of it um, you know, the cover art they usually use. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this looks like it'll be funny. It was so cringy, but I could not watch away. It was pretty, look away. It was pretty much. It was like bestiality? No. I mean, no. But it, no, it wasn't. It was, it this was is like, getting intense here. Okay. It was like a human, a elf, a, oh. a, a human, a elf, an angel, a guardian angel, and some other species. And they, there was like this this red light district oh. with different brothels of different types. Like it was a human brothel, an elf brothel, a fairy brothel. Oh, and okay. They would That's go to each reality. brothel <laughs> and try yeah. it out. And then, <laughs> then they would go back to the pub and put it on the review board for people to be like, oh, this got a six because they got big boobs. And did it. it was just wild. And wow. I watched it and I enjoyed it's it. Like it's like fantasy. It's like fantasy to the tough. Oh, anime is. Anime is all about the fantasy. It's oh. all about that's what um, I would say. Show shoujo anime. It might be shoujo or so shoujo. I say shoujo for if anyone like gets on me later. Um, that's what that anime is all about. Because I told you it's like romance novels for women in anime. We mm -hmm. talked about you know there is like the subset of black, um, not maybe maybe male and female, male and female mm -hmm. that are obsessed with Korean culture. Yeah, um, based off of just the love for anime, and kind of it kind of gears you towards the interest of that particular culture. Like, tell tell me about that because that was actually very interesting to me. How because usually usually you you know people who know and that love anime know about mm -hmm. Korean culture, but don't really not necessarily trying to um, you know understand it like that. So what is by chance I was. From from watching anime, every anime has an opening. Some of their songs are really catchy. I started to look up a lot of the songs, and it was like J-rock, which I really used to like, which is Japanese rock music, right? Again, something I did not... Huh? Is it not... It's not K-pop? It's... Well, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. All right, all right. So I started with J-rock, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. Like, I used to really enjoy Utada Hikaru. Again, Final Fantasy. People who know, Okay. Um, and then I, from there, you, when you're searching videos on YouTube, they link them. They, so you see a J, you clicking on J-Rock videos, they link a K-pop video. So then I just automatically became interested in K-pop when I was 
14, I want to say. And then I've dipped and dabbled, you know, since since I was 14 in my interest of K-pop. So I feel like what happens is you become, I think anime is a, gr- a big springboard of people becoming interested in Asian cultures in general, because anime has become so westernized like it's a it's becoming way 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 normal and also k-pop because um you have yeah you have you have korean groups something i thought i would never see right because in korea it's a big thing that's that's a big that's a big big thing and a lot of korean groups have tried and they suffer trying to do that and What's happening now is that the the group, the popular, very super uber popular all over the world K-pop group BTS. Um, oh, I know about BTS. I like. Yeah, them. I love BTS. Right, yeah. like I got I got love for BTS. I really do. But I would have never thought I would see a group, you know, half who don't speak English. Right. 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 You know, they have one. Uh, I forgot his name, but he like leads the group and he speaks perfect English. See, and the, I never thought I would see that, that though. I always had this thing. It's like with um, and this is no, it's not gonna sound crazy because I I think black all black people have this thought, right? Mm. In the Korean culture, they morph where they want to. Oh yeah. So they morph where they want to. So if you have um a group like a, a boy band group, and they feel like rapping today. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, they will rap, and they, they will rap R and B and soul. They're yes. going to be R and B and soul. they be doing it too, and, and they and do so well, and they do so well. They do yeah. so well. My favorite Korean R and B singer is Off on All, so it's O F F O N O F F, right? Um, he's my favorite, and it's just the, it's crazy because I battle as a black person with the fact of like them. They're really emulating a lot of things in our culture and i battle with that because i'm like i like this but this is i know where this came from right and you see when you see in like documentaries like you know people have made on the 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 um the kind of what what it called culture vulturing of the korean k-pop industry of black entertainment you know, which they're not the only ones to do it because everyone does. Everyone wants to be us until it's time to be us, right? And I, you see them say things like, oh, I'm going to sound a little more hip-hop, a little more Black, a little more this. And they're talking about it amongst each other comfortably, right? And it bugs you because you're just like, what? You know, because they know it'll sell. It'll make money because we yeah, make money. Sell. That's the thing. It does sell. So it's like, well, at what point do it's a hard but i think that's a, that's that conversation number one is a whole nother conversation now i want to say this i just want to plug this in because this is a thought i've had for a while about black women in anime young women in anime american women and and, and their interest in anime and the genuity of it i'm i'm like dolled up pretty girl yeah dolled up makeup done hair done nails dude that's the type of person i am you know um and people don't, people still kind of can't get over that the way the nerdy girl looks is not ugly no more. It's not frumpy. It's not thick mm. glasses. It's not face full of acne. It's not face not beat, hair not done. That's not who the nerdy girl is anymore. She's a total, the nerdy girl looks like me. Yeah. Right? 
Pink she's face. beautiful, man. <laughs> but the nerdy girl is cool. Like she's cool. She's dope. It's like she's she likes stuff you and your you and your dudes like. You know? Yeah. She likes she likes manga. You know, she likes to cosplay. She likes to go to the convention. Like, and she look, but you could take her out to dinner and they be like, damn, she fine. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the nerdy girl looks totally, I think we have to get over what the nerd looks like and what we or what we, fantasy, yeah, we like. fantasize what they what they should like or who they are like you have right. to definitely get over that but the like, nerd look like me the nerd is a bad bitty because i know black girls anime uh my daughter's daughter that's my homie you know yeah. she, she live in the uk but that's still the homie you know uh getting animated you know all those all those women those black women right yeah leading i know a lot more too leading in the in the the capitalize, capitalizing, capitalization of anime by black women. And it's okay. Black girls anime is dope. You know, they're up to date on news. They 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 spotlight black women specifically in the anime field. And that's 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 necessary because we are bomb. Like we look good, we smell good. Yeah. You, want, you want us to be your wife food. Okay, if you watch anime, you know what I just said. Wife, you sound like wife. Y'all know what I mean. And you, you know, know what? Speaking of like image, mm-hmm. your confidence is radiance radiates off of you. And I know that it, it might have took time for you to get to the point where you're at right now, which it took us take us all time to get to the point where we're a hundred percent comfortable in who we are. So what was the point that you got to when you decided like, yo, I am who I am. I love me and all these people around me just can't tell me nothing because I, I know who I am. Like, what was that point for you? To be honest, I've always, there's never actually been a point. I've always been this type of person of being comfortable in my skin, mainly because I felt like there was no transition um, between what I look like and what I look like now. So it was not like I started off as a real skinny kid and I'm a big girl as an adult or I gained a whole bunch of weight high school. Of course, I'm like, you know, I've always been a heavier kid for whatever time in my life there was. So I was a big second grader, big third grader, big fourth, you know, so on and so on. So, and then I always had a large chest for my age since, since I was seven. So it's like, I've had to, my body was always kind of abnormal for what the normal was ever since I was a kid. So I either had the choice to embrace. I have, of course, I had my moments where like, oh my God, I feel so big. I can't wear skinny girl clothes. I can't do this. I can't do that. So it's like I had a, also had a father who, no matter what I did, no matter what I wore, no matter what what activities I was into, he always was like, oh, you real pretty. You look real nice. I knew I looked bad, but he kept telling me that, and it was just like I would be like, Dad, stop it. Like I look a mess. Da, da, da. But I didn't realize as an adult that's probably the positive reinforcement that made me so confident in my skin, you know, that support of my looks and not realizing that's a very important thing for there to be adults, especially adult men in young women's lives. It's not, not creepy, cringy, like, but like adults who, who say, you're a nice looking girl, you know, don't let anybody mess with that. You know, you're pretty. Oh, you always going to be beautiful to me. You know, don't care what they say. You know, my father's thing was like, oh, somebody, he was always on this, like, oh, somebody call you ugly, they lying. And if they put their hands on you, you punch them in the nose. 
<laughs> he used to teach me the form and all that stuff because he was serious. Yeah. And I think I always grew up having this sense of um, that I wasn't ugly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I may, have been, I may have felt fat and overweight, but I never felt ugly. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, um, you know, and I, I think about myself, uh, that definitely wasn't my story because I think that I, um, it wasn't until like, maybe I was in my twenties when I was just like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not that bad. <laughs> you know, like, I felt like, I was like, oh, wow, I actually am pretty because I, I always have been a person to accidentally, I say accidentally, but it was subconsciously compare myself to others. Mm-hmm. and I remember that I remember times where I would see some of my friends like dress a certain way and it's just like oh I want to dress like that I'll get more attention from boys and I think mm-hmm. that's where the problem lies mm-hmm. I agree <laughs> <laughs> well at what point did you were you when did you notice it's like when boys exist I always knew boys I was a little firecracker like to be honest I noticed boys when I was in grade school, when I was, I had a little boyfriend in pre-K named Wesley. I remember to this day, my mama remembers. you remember the name? <laughs> his name was Wesley. And he oh used to gosh. call me his little Cinderella because we liked Disney characters. <laughs> we were just kids, oh though, you know. Um, and then in second grade, I had a little boyfriend named Daquan. You know, I, I, I had the little boyfriends, you know what I'm saying? But um, really, I kind of, after I left private school, which was second, second, third grade, I kind of plateaued with the boys. I wasn't really worried about them, you know, anymore. And they weren't really checking for me until I was 16, 17. I want to say 17, um, junior in high school. And that's when boys started. Because actually, when I was a freshman, between freshman and junior year, I lost like 40, 50 pounds. Oh, okay. So the high school boys because you know in high school they went for high school rough, type of girl high you school know? was a rough time high for school me. was rough even they wouldn't even go for girls they would go for in real life as adults right 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 because there was always like long hair pretty eyes even complexion usually mm. light skin and that's nothing against light skin women that's just what it was when we were in high school i remember and you know skinny was definitely a thing you know, even if you had the button, skinny was the yeah. Thing, you know, and when I skinned out a little bit at that point, you know, I was getting mad. But that's not why I did it. I did it for health reasons. I wanted to feel good about my inside. Yeah. And, you know, boys started looking at me, and I was like, "Oh, this is weird." <laughs> you know, but it wasn't until really senior senior year when I started dating boys, like. I didn't date boys at all until I was a senior and like date, date, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Senior, a senior high school graduated. So, you know. So what was your experience, what's your experience um, with owning, owning your sexuality? Because you're aware of who you are. You, you know, you know, you're the baddest chick in the room. You got all of that figured out. And it's just like, when, when was the point where, um, you said where that's part of you that um, everybody has the sexuality came to play because I think about myself somebody who grew up in the church only thing that was drilled in my head which I had to kind of unwind for a long time was no wed no bed right so and that was 
at the time, I mean, now I could see, you know, maybe not sleeping with so many people that can kind of, kind of cloud your judgment sometimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, all it's like that doesn't mean anything. Right. When you're developing, when you're figuring, like, why do I feel this way when I look at him, or you know, why do why do I, you know, just all those feelings that you start to have. Like, when did you? find that part of you that's just like oh like it's like what is this and right. how can I explore anymore <laughs> you know right. like no 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 I get it I get it I get it first off I want to start by saying no wet no bed the idea <laughs> of saving yourself for the person who wants to marry you is a great idea as an adult you know I'm like go for that if they don't want to marry you don't give them nothing right but and you, and you think is, I agree with that as an adult too. Right. But and when you're developing thing, as, a, as a person and as a woman. But that's right. based off so many experiences of, right. of being either heartbroken or certain things. So it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get it now, but mm-hmm. I didn't get it then. And in the right. middle oh, of no, I was like, you know, I'm young, right. I'm invincible, can't nothing happen to me. You know, like wasn't even really thinking about heartbreak and right. thinking about feeling, feeling less than um you know like going through that low transition but I think hmm, I want to say college because I was I like sophomore I want to say sophomore junior ish I was like oh this is my body this is what it looks like I like it people like it they they, they see they feel that I like it mm. with men and with women and with peers in general they feel when you feel good. If you feel crappy, if you feel like you don't look good, if you, people feel that too. Mm-hmm. So I never, I always felt good about myself because I always knew this is the only body I'm gonna get. Whether it's super duper skinny, super duper big, small boobs, big boobs, big butt, small butt, it is the only body I'm gonna get. So for me to, um, hate it would be would be counterproductive and progressing through life in general right I would just have to be happy and I realized with men men felt that Mm. like look at the way she walk when she walk in the club (laughs) like look at look at how she gets dolled up you know look at how she they they saying she shouldn't be wearing that but look at her wearing that right and people noticed that. So it's like, I always felt like as an adult, I could garner any male gaze I wanted. Mm. And it wasn't because of, you know, my clothes being a little revealing of the center. It was because just what I gave off. Like I gave off that I was worthy. I was good enough. And you're going to, if you, if you pay attention to me, it'll be the best best time of your life and see you know what cam like that's what i admire about you and, and like even like we, we were um we did we, when we didn't know each other because for those people who don't know we went to college together and we had a class together and i remember first the first time i saw cam and i'm not just saying it because we're on a podcast this is this is my impression of you when the first time i saw you you were extremely confident you were wearing sweat paint you were you were wearing i don't it was a two, it was you always wear those two those sets you were wearing a set and I was just like, she's so confident. And like, I, and I've always struggled with my confidence. And I remember thinking, I was like, I wish I was that confident. 
And it was just, even to this day, like I still struggle mm-hmm. with that, but it's just like, you know, and I, that's why I keep people like, not, it's not the only reason why I keep you around, but it's like, that's one of the reasons why I keep you as, as around in my circle and as a friend, because it's just like mm-hmm. to see that confidence radiate off of you just kind of rubs off on me. Mm-hmm. and you know and it's just like you know like i said growing up in certain a certain environment and when i got older things started changing like i started being able more being more body positive and things like that or sexually positive things like that like mm-hmm. um sexually body positive not, not anyways yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, i said it came out completely wrong um <laughs> but the the next question i have is what is your opinion on this whole 90 day fiance mayhem we'll just go off this season because there's so many seasons right um, i'm a huge fan of soja boy and baby girl lisa i just don't want her to be with him because she's very mean i think she's mean i like soldier boy better than baby girl lisa i'm like soldier boy is cool. a good woman he does he just wants to be in charge rap about me that's African man. African men love you. I be there. I, I done dated three African men. They all wanted to be in charge. I'm gonna I'm I'm insert. I'm gonna insert that song a little bit in, in that part. I mean, <laughs> I be there for you. Everything I do, I be there for you, girl. That was my. That's my song. You know, that's a little jam, though. No. Hello. Okay. I am, I'm gonna use like 30 seconds so I don't get sued. Um, <laughs> now it's podcast. You can use. You can use it. But um, I think that Ed needs to go home. Hmm. Oh, 100%. Go home. Go He's home. Rude. He has a Napoleon complex. So rude. So little. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Napoleon complex. That's what that is. He's nasty to her. He's horrible to her. And, you know, I think the big issue which really triggered me, you know, is being a body positive, um, overtly sexual woman who's comfortable in her sexuality, Comfortable being half naked, comfortable with, you know, what sex is for me. Just the fact that he assumed that because she is a woman of color mm. from Philip the Philippines, you know. Philippines? Yeah, I think I believe Philippines. yeah, the Philippines. What is that Malik. One of them no no them countries. But a country that well, not even the country, but a a village, a place that is considered third world and assumed that he mostly assumed and fed into the stereotype that she turns tricks. So she must have an STD. Thus, I must present her with an STD test. And, you know, and then of course they expect these women because they kind of, men like him kind of expect all women to be dumb, right? Um, Expects her to be dumb and not ask for the same in return. That was a (laughs) plot twist. And I love. She was it. like, "Who? She, oh, you do one too." And I was she like, holds, "She holds her own. I respect her because she held she, her she, own." She not listen. She's young, but she knows herself. She's been through some things. She has a child already, and to be honest, we, especially as as not only um, people who are from the third, Americans, you know, and we expect them to, people who aren't American and are from third world places, places that are considered third world, to be uneducated about themselves, to be uneducated about their bodies, to be uneducated about the rest of the world. And she held her own very well. And it's like, the the thing that I think bothered me the most was when he suggest, pretty much suggested that her breath stunk, right? Even though there's no nice way to tell anyone that. But 
to be honest, show a side. You tell me that off camera. You don't I, embarrass me, and my me like that. My sister was talking about that because me and my sister be having commentary about this show. Let me tell you, if you feel that way and you love me and you care about me, do not embarrass me in any manner. I don't care what the subject is. I don't care none of that. Do not embarrass me. And that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Wrong for that. He was so wrong for that. And that girl, she said, she said, don't you know I have an ulcer? And she may have not told him, you know, because I doubt what she told him he would forget. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it didn't matter. Like for you to do that on camera. Like you really think you're just picking picking a picking a foreign wife. You you really want her to be a male or a bride. And that's what you're looking for. Right. And she's kind of made it clear that that's not what I am. Like, if you disrespect me, I'm gonna walk out. You're not doing this. You're not gonna treat me like this. And I appreciate I appreciate that because I hate women who come off like I get it. America's the goal, to be honest. Because if you yeah. she could go to America without Ed, she would have been there. Oh, come on. Come, come let, on. Let's get into it. But yeah, at yeah. the same time, these men know. I don't care if you think you doing she doing it for love, this and the, you know that's why she's coming. I need my guy from Russia to go home. Yeah, go. He won't get killed. First of I'm all, sorry. First of all, first of all. We have technology. There's no way you should only be able to talk to her on a chat room. He just so he oh you can tell he old though. He, he old school. And he corny. He has an iPhone and a Mac. He ain't that old. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I know, I know I brought a good point there. Oh uh, it don't change the fact that his brain old. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> like but, he after, but after that though, let me let me say this too. He chatting on a Mac. Um the dude in Ru- the girl in Russia, the guy, he mm-hmm. should have told her. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You cannot say, "Oh, I was just waiting until we got close." You came all the way to Russia. You met my parents. You already made me your girlfriend. Right, I'm your girlfriend. You came all the way here. You mm. met my mother. Yeah, all this stuff, and you're just now telling me you you were a felon. You're a felon. Felon. I would be just as mad as she was. A freaking felon. And he's like, why? Well, why can't you understand? Because you lied. You lied. To, but see, again, American men, specifically American white men, right? Yeah. Expecting yep. these foreign women to belt. Expecting these women, American black men as well, because I've seen, I've seen, you know, other seasons they, you know, expecting um, these foreign women to bow at their feet and accept what they can get in order. But then you don't want to be used to get to America. But then you don't want to be an upstanding person that they would naturally want if they weren't trying to get to America. So confusing. It's very confusing. And it doesn't really make any sense as to why that's something that they're doing. Like, something that they're doing. The girl in Australia is very hard to understand. <laughs> the girl in Australia is annoying. Yeah, she is. I, I don't even got to say with her. She's annoying. I would, yeah, whatever. Um, very annoying. Annoying. I can't even deal. Um, and then the guy... Who was the last one? It was, oh, the Australian guy. He's a liar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a liar. Yeah. But he got the wrong girl. She is not letting him hold it, hold his feet. She is holding his feet to the fire. Because he's 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 really, he's really. He sucks at being a relationship coach, by the way. Oh, yeah, he does. But, you know, that's all. He's a scammer. He is. (laughs) Australian scammer. 
you know. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we went on a little tangent about nine day fiance, but it's all good. So tell me, mm-hmm. what has been your spiritual journey? Up oh, until the point ooh. where you're at right now, what what has been your timeline and, and where you're how you're exploring right now? Like what is your spiritual your spiritual journey look like? Okay, so as a kid, I was not raised in church. My parents did not have a church. Um, only time someone went to church was I had an aunt who was very religious, and my grandparents went for holidays, and I think I went a couple Easter's. I also dated a man when I was 19 who was very religious, played the drums for the band, you know, the, the church band, you know, he did the drums every Sunday. So guess where I was? Every Sunday for like a year and a half. Um, which is nothing wrong with people who go to church or church itself. But it's never been for me. And maybe because I wasn't raised in it, but also when I tried to go, like religiously, all pun intended. Um it was, I just couldn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. And it doesn't mean that people who do feel it is not genuine. When you were going, like going at a certain point at um, all the time, was it a certain denomination that you were going to? Um, do you remember now? The church is called Transformation Church. Okay. So maybe non-denominational. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know, tra- I know usually, no, it was... It was, was, was it like a black church? It was blackity. Okay. It was okay. Okay. I okay. It I was real black. It was Sunday best black. Okay. So you had to dress up to go. Yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. So <laughs> see, that's how much I don't like I I don't go. So I mean, I didn't really know what I believed. I didn't I feel the high power because that's how my mom raised me. There gotta be somebody pulling some strings bigger than us. It just gotta be something. It can't just it can't just be us because we doing too much done. Like she just taught me that way. And then I encountered someone in college when I was a junior in college, or it might have been my first senior year because we all got two, you know, <laughs> when it comes to literally. <laughs> okay, um, who opened my mind to a different way of practicing spirituality so pretty much like opened me up to going to this group this study group about ancient Kemet which is Egypt and just learning the ancient Kemetic history being Mayat which is really like the Christian version of or the 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 African the ancient African version of I guess like the Ten Commandments or whatever it's just like being myotic right and it it was so how I was living already you know doing the least doing doing enough for the greater good but not doing the doing the most to not negatively impact anyone like that being your focus like I do not harm others you know I I keep every action I have I keep that in mind who can this hurt you know, and and the way that they're very similar, actually, because when it comes to, I guess, progressing through life, trying to be myotic, the thought is, you know, St. Peter's, you get St. Peter's in the gate and everything like that, you know, you learn about it in, in um, I went to a Catholic school, so we learned about that. 
Um, it was similar. It was like, you'll go down the halls of Jehudi and you'll see, they'll show you your life. And not, not as a thing of, oh, if it's good, you're going to hell, or if it's, I mean, if it's good, you're going to heaven, or if it's bad, you're going to hell, but it was more of a thing of like reflection, you know, mm -hmm. like, and you become something else in your next life. So it's really a reincarnation type thing, which I've always thought was like real cool. So I chose to believe in that because it just, it just made sense. Like there's certain things that happen to us in life that I feel mm -hmm. like connects us to some, another life. I don't feel like we come, we come on this earth one time. I could be wrong though. I also, and this is why I'm also agnostic because I also believe that um, I could be completely wrong. You know, I also believe anyone who believes anything else could be completely wrong. But I don't think religion and belief is really about wrong and right. I think it's what you choose to make you a better person. You know, like if Christianity tells you that it's not okay to kill people, awesome. If just common sense tells you it's not okay to kill people, awesome. You know, if Allah tells you it's not like whatever tells you that it's not okay to be a crap person, that's that's what you believe in. And that's what you hold dear to you. So I would never challenge a Christian. I would never challenge a Muslim. I would never challenge a Hebrew Israelite because everyone believes in something to make them better. And it's their choice. So, um, but yeah, pretty much I met someone, you know, that's a long story, okay? Men usually guide us to places we never thought we'd be, all right? Yeah. It was a lot of crazy, but it was a lot of good that came out of it. And I came out a better person. I came out a more educated person about myself. Um, and now I'm at a place where I think that was the turning point where I was like, wow, this is me. Like this, this feels good. I feel good. I feel like I am finally at the, at the peak of who I can be as a person or who I am, like just comfortable, you know? And I, I give that person a lot of credit. Yeah, no, I, I, um, and I don't think we've ever had this conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ne me and you have never had this conversation because I always knew that about you. And I always knew you always know my, my, my beliefs. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a, this is the thing though. The mm -hmm. thing that I appreciate about you is the, for you to find, to have that freedom mm -hmm. in that feeling. And it's just like, I almost, um, envy is not the word, but that's the only word I can think of right now, mm -hmm. but I can envy that because I, um, growing up in the cyclone, it's literally a cyclone in the cyclone, in the, 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 of church mm -hmm. of just knowing like that one way of be, being, I'm not talking about knowing God. I'm not talking right. about knowing Jesus. I'm talking about church, right? right? That's you gotta, there's a difference there because there mm -hmm. is rules and regulations that man put on us that I fully believe that Jesus never intended. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, um, that's that now that's on episode one, losing my religion. Y'all can go back and listen to that. <laughs> um, but I fully believe that I have made the decision to not, to not, um, put the label on my forehead to just say, I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. And this is the only way of being, 
And I'm not saying, and I'm, like I said, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about God. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about just going to church in a general sense. Um, I've made that point to strip that off off of me because what I realized is, um, like I said, I, like I said, I I use, I use the Bible, of course. So like, and, Mm -hmm. and when I, when I study Jesus, Jesus was sitting at the table with all different types of people, no matter mm-hmm. what they decided, no matter what they believed, no matter what, he sat at the table with all those people and broke bread and, and, and ate with them. Um, and, mm-hmm. and the people who were religious in the church at the time were questioning and, and questioning Jesus saying, why are you talking to them? Why are you even there? And Jesus is just like, yo, chill out. These are my, yeah. like, these are my people. I'm trying to right? break bread with everybody. Right, right, right. right. You, you should be breaking bread and you should be rocking with everyone. And that, and for me, that's when, that's the part of me I've been trying, that I've been very conscious and very aware of knowing. It's just like, if you may not agree with everything I agree with, and you mm-hmm. may have um, different ideas, and I should be able to sit down and listen to your ideas as well. Mm-hmm. And not condemn you not do anything exactly. to to make you harm like, you to right. make you feel like um any condemn con- condemning because that's not what the love of christ is supposed to do right right and so and like i said and that's something i follow and so right. that's why i make that's why i i love like i have friends um with different ideas around me because just like i want to understand what you feel like i want to understand like that that part of you and your spiritual journey because mm-hmm. there's pieces of that that i would love to have in a sense of like that finding that freedom because i sat with rules over me for a long time and it, it wasn't just like rules in a sense of like you know don't do this and don't do that it was just like um luckily like i had parents at home that taught me different and they right right right, right. i was right becoming a, a decent human being but i've mm-hmm. seen people get so caught up in that religious cyclone yeah that they don't even get to experience that experience of what it means to just be you exactly and you it's know? and it's, it's it's very unfortunate because i believe that you know if something if you're having a bad horrible day right yeah a bad horrible day and you walking down the street and you find a hundred dollars on the street, right? I may say, "Oh my gosh, the universe is giving me a hundred dollars." You may say, "God gave you a hundred dollars." It don't change the fact that it's a hundred dollars on the ground, and now you got it, and now your day's a little better. It's all like belief is interpretation of what the of what what how it presents itself in daily life, right? Yeah. And I'm not, I don't think I was put in this world to argue with somebody that that ain't God. That's this. Oh, that ain't Christian. That's this. I was like, any, any, nobody in this world was put on, on this earth to argue with anybody about what is and what's not. That's why they always right. say like when and when I think of when I think about um God and G and, and Jesus and that and that conversation, mm-hmm. I think about um I think about the fact that the fact of the matter is because I am not God, mm-hmm. I do not have the right to judge or say what you're doing is right or wrong and i don't you know and if i refer back to the bible it says there's no there's nothing you you do that's um like your your best is like rags right everybody had like there's nothing there's nothing i'm doing better than you 
Mm-hmm. And it's worth right. it. Right, right, right. I'm doing better than you. It's like rags, like filthy rags. Right. You know, and that's why I don't I don't think again, I know everything that glitter and gold. Right. And the whole thing behind Sunday's best is slavery. Okay. Like Ooh. again, there's aspects Ooh. of things that we have tried to tie in to, you know, because again, church was something that saved a lot of people in slavery mentally right yeah it's also something that kept them in bondage i feel like you know because when someone controls the way you believe they control you and that's what slavery was about it was like not only controlling the flesh but controlling the mind right Mm -hmm. so sunday's best is something we horribly incorporate into today's um religion christianity anyway because it made Sunday's best was literally the slave master would dress their slaves up on Sunday and bring them to church with them. <laughs> like, and that's, 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 that's the, that's the real interpretation of what it is, you know? And it's just unfortunate that it's like, if I come in my jeans, you need to leave me alone. <laughs> Hello. I, I wore what I wore today. That's, that has nothing to do with what I'm here for. Now let right. me tell you something. And I heard this one time and it blew, absolutely blew my mind. If Jesus were to come back today mm-hmm. and walk into a church, you know what he would say? What is this? Y'all overdressed. <laughs> no, what is this? Right. Because yeah. in his time, churches weren't a church. They, people were in their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gathering. Yeah. That's what that was. If Jesus yeah. were to come back today, he would ask, what is, what is Christianity? Right. You know why? Because they all, the, in, in, the, in Israel, they, they were called, they were all they were called was the chosen one. There was no name or identification based mm. off of a Christianity, Muslim, none of that. He would be like, what is that? You know why? Because a lot of the stuff are, is, was man-made. A lot of the labels were thrown on us. And because of years of, of, of just, just repeating repeating what we know and all this stuff and blah blah he would be like i don't know what a church is but y'all can come and talk to y'all um, you know like you specifically know. with our generation because i again another reason i am so interested in how religion forms people in general is because mm-hmm. i took several classes with the wonderful joseph pettit and more <laughs> the illustrious morgan state university you know taught, msu um, grad you know Okay, he taught uh, classes about about religion from a philosophical standpoint. I took about six of them. I took every class he taught, (laughs) I took. And it was just because he would always write something on the board, which would, you know, I would get, but you know, everyone who was was deeply Christian would be offended by. Yeah. (laughs) You'll write on the board every year. He'll write the same thing. And for every class, and everyone fall for it. I'm like, I just saw this like last <laughs> semester. Like, I'm not alarmed. He would write on the board, if if God does exist, he must hate black people. No, if God was responsible for slavery, he must hate black people. Wow. Right? If he controls everything, he must hate black people. You know, because slavery, right? So, and then he didn't do it because that's what he believes. He's actually Christian himself. But he, he's similar to me, you know. I choose to believe in that, but I also choose to realize that this could be, this, it don't matter if it's wrong. There is no wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I wrote that on the board and he'll be like, 
I think it was this older woman in the class. I think that's highly offensive. She was like, she was like, sissy. I think that's highly offensive. And I'm just like, why? And he would ask her, well, why? Yeah. You know, she would break it down. He was like, and then he would always be like, but what if it's not? But how do you know? And she got heated because she was like, what sure. dare you question my face? You know, it was just like, but it's like those, those conversations, again, if you're so rounded in what you believe in, can't nobody tell me I should believe in, I should be a Christian, I should be Catholic, I should be Muslim, or I should be Jewish, you know, like, because I'm comfortable where I am. You know, I know that I try my best. One thing I do, religion aside, belief aside, I try not to hurt other people. Um, based off my faith, like with Jesus, like his number one commandment was his number. He had two co- top commandments. It was, um, you know, love me with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor like you love yourself. Those yeah, are, he said, above all. He said, above all. Those are the two things that he and cares if, about. if you do those two things, no matter what you believe, everything in, flows from that. Because because a lot of things that in Christianity are similar to what what's placed in other religions. It's a great thing. I know? think that that I honestly this is this is my honest opinion, and I like I said, people probably think I'm just wild, whatever. God is bigger than what we think. Mm-hmm. And I think that we try to, I we try to, we try to really understand it all, and we mm-hmm. never will. Exactly. And I think that we understand stuff to a certain capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's moments where we have a spiritual awakening. I can, I mean, like I said, I can talk about plenty of moments where God has visited me, and then and yeah. the, you like, there's plenty of moments like that I've had, and that's why I believe in God. Mm-hmm. I I grew up in church all my life. I tell people this all the time i grew up in church all my life but i didn't i didn't know god until last year wow and i and we we can talk about that all the time but like yeah uh, it's it's on episode one for a long time episode one losing my religion y'all got one back yeah refer back to that there's plenty of times i've been visited by my ancestors because when i pray that's who i pray to you know yeah and i believe that and i believe i am people say oh your ancestors no 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 that's why you can have generational curses i believe that your that your lineage carry heavy things good or bad and you and there are things that wrote that that you're i you know there's people that's gone way long past gone away but Mm -hmm. you can think about like people who maybe have um um ancestors in slavery or beyond or 100 you know all this stuff and they have qualities that mm-hmm. live with the 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 great 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 grandchildren oh 100 my great my great great grandmother was an entrepreneur was an entrepreneur if i have the entrepreneur spirit that's those spirits do not leave those spirits live. they don't not at all not at and all not at all i've been trying to i've been actually trying to more or less understand my African ancestry and understand like what that really means and like understand like you know I, I if I'm from here like what what does this mean like I always get told like I you know I, I I know in my ancestry I have a lot of Nigerian and I know that it can go down to like the Igbo tribe and like mm-hmm. um people always say that it's like I'm like what is the ancestry of that because I, right. I want to know there's some characteristics there that I probably have mm-hmm. and it's just like and people get so scared to to sift through and understand all of that. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. That stuff matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. Honest. Yeah, 100%. They say your, your grandmother carries you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, it's, it's, it's obviously physically she can't carry you. Oh, right? come on now. <laughs> but like they say, because she, that's how far trauma reaches you. Right. Yeah. So if my grandmother is a slave, mm. right. I feel that, mm. you know, I will feel that in when I, when I am born in a way, you know, people don't realize black people who have died as ancestors right? They didn't have to be necessarily famous, um, especially when they show up in my dreams. I don't just be like, oh, and if the other children remember, like, you know, like, it's significant to me. Yeah. It's because I feel like people show up. Yeah. You know, they make appearances. Dreams I are agree. very, very important in showing those appearances. And I've had moments where, like, I was feeling rock bottom, like, and I prayed to my ancestors, and it, 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 even if nothing better happened after it in the physical, I felt a weight just lift, you know? And mm. to be honest, that could have been God, you know? But it could have been, it could have been any, and it's, I interpret it as my ancestors and that, and that's okay. And that, that's, that's the thing I try to And that's something you always, it's between you and what you decide. Yes. It's just saying you it's not for me to say, oh the girl, don't say that's your no, 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 no. Your spiritual journey will always be yours. So we're gonna play a game called Choose One, pretty much this or that, but I decided to change the name. So here we go. Ice cream or froyo? Froyo. Dreads or fade? Fade. Yeah, I'm with that. Um gel or dip nails? Gel. All right, let's see. Malcolm X or Dr. Martin Luther King? Malcolm X. Turn up. <laughs> All right. Um, Jodeci or Drew Hill? I know that's always the one that stumps me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew Hill. Drew Hill. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and last one. Teddy Riley or Babyface? <laughs> uh, no, you did not. No, you did not. No, you, no, no. Babyface. Hello? but it was amazing having a conversation with you i loved it this conversation was everything by the way we could have talked for another three or four hours actually that's facts <laughs> but i really appreciate you being on the show thank you for listening to kind of a church girl podcast with your host simone ashley and please don't forget to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere else you can hear podcast as well. And don't forget, leave us a five-star rating. I look forward to talking to you again next week.